0: Leaving our meal behind, we return once again to the bustle of Luigi Street. Here, Hui and Han pass by one another, a public space where minorities surface, at least partially, into an otherwise Han world. Beijing is far from the Xinjiang and Ningxia autonomous regions, western areas of China sitting deep into Central Asia. However, Beijing remains just as much the home of the Islamic Hui as the Han. Attitudes to Chinese Muslims are a complex affair. On one hand, official narratives offer the ideologically motivated image of a diverse array of ethnicities united in national solidarity and understanding. On the other, lies a darker, more exclusionary picture of Han exceptionalism and ethno-nationalism. Composing the vast majority of the population of the nation, and possessing a charged and complex history of xenophobia and exclusion, it's not surprising that such attitudes are present among Han citizens. To understand how considerations of Hanness impact the lives of Hui Muslims in Beijing, we must have a broad grasp on the development of a distinct Chinese Han identity. Before the 20th century, describing a specifically Han group is a task fraught with great difficulty. Those whom you might describe as Han Chinese were a broad swath of peoples speaking a spectrum of related languages and possessing an even greater broad range of cultural practices, traditions, and morality, and generally associated with a succession of dynastic imperial states. The 19th century, however, would bring exposure to European imperialism and social Darwinist conceptions of race, and thus would lead to the development of a Han notion of the latter in resistance to the former. Many Chinese nationalists and anti-imperialists would rally around the idea of a Han race under threat. In the view of such nationalists, the Han were the slaves of the Manchu Qing dynasty, exploited by the European colonial powers, and thus would have to overthrow the old order and regain their rightful position of power. Such views were influential, though far from universal, motivating factors in the early 20th century revolutionary movements in China. Ultimately, of course, the victorious group would prove to be the Communist Party of China, whose communist revolutionary ideas were instilled with a broader narrative of national liberation and anti-imperialism. Despite this, Han ethno-nationalism has proved to be a particularly resilient set of notions, often cropping up surrounding internal tensions and minority policies. The CCP's long-standing policy of offering certain preferential treatments to minority groups has had the result of engendering resentment against Han citizens. As one of the most widespread, but also least conspicuous minority groups, Hui are left in an interesting position here. Hui have often been characterized as a model minority in comparison to other Islamic minorities, associated in the Chinese public consciousness with crime, terrorism, and or separatist sympathies, such as Uyghurs in the far west of the nation. Conversely, small-scale resentment is far more likely to occur in the localized settings where Han and Hui come into contact. Advances in technology have only increased the ability of people to vocalise anti-minority sentiments. China's younger generations have increasingly taken to the internet, with it becoming a platform for the dissemination of such attitudes. Now, internet censorship in China is a well-known phenomenon, but it should be noted that such censorship only covers topics considered politically sensitive by the Communist Party state. In other words, it does not usually protect members of minority from xenophobia on social media platforms such as Weibo, or in internet forums. Whether on the open street, or in the abstractness of online, the shared spaces between China's populations in some ways only serve to divide and separate. Whether this is old tensions finding expressions in new ways, or a real shift in Chinese nationalism is uncertain. It's definitely something to keep an eye on, though.